Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Welcome one and all. It is a delight to welcome you to the program. We are broadcasting live from the Fairmont in St. Andrews. You can see St. Andrews, the old gray tune is just behind me. Dom is here with me. I think he's going to go in there and try to capture this incredible view and visage that we have. We're looking over the golf courses of the Fairmont. How cool is that? You see on the lower right, there are the spires of the cathedral ruins off to the right of that, ruins of the St. Andrews Castle. It is such an incredible place and such a special place. And over the course of the next couple of days, we're going to show you just how special the place is that we're at right now, which is here at Fairmont. This shot you're looking at right now is video that I shot this morning of the sun rising. That was just after 4.30 a.m. And the building to the left of the sun, that is exactly where we are. We're sitting just behind it hard on the North Sea and the Firth, the Fourth, and it is such a special place. Of course, we're here in the buildup to the Open, and we had an opportunity yesterday, myself and Dom, to head down and and see uh, the old course for him for the first time, and that was really cool, too. It's just all of this is an experience uh, every single time, I guess, that is so incredibly unique. That that shot you're looking at right there, the one – Andrew, go back to that one shot. where That was Dominic in front of the RNA building. First time that he ever saw – the, the old course in person. And Dom, I, I think your microphone is open over there in your location, right? I think. You uh, can hear me, yes? It, I yeah, I can hear you fine. That's if, if that, good, that's good news, shot and <laughs> what we were looking at, I mean, I, I don't want to give away something here you may not want people to know, but it seemed to me like you got pretty emotional first time you saw it. Well, Matt, uh, Matt's, as everybody knows, he's very much a history buff. So as we were approaching... Uh, the 18th green and first tee box and going down the steps there. I didn't know we were as close as we were because it's so tightly hugging the town, the village. I didn't know that. And so Matt was blabbing away about history, you know, trying to get me to understand stuff and pay attention to stuff. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was, it was upon us. And uh, I was standing on the steps and I literally told Matt to shut up. I got all teary and Matt was just like, Oh, here's this, look at this castle over here. And I was just like, Matt, shut up. Just everybody shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> and I just stood there in just absolute awe. And this is actually video I took from that exact position. I was standing right there, just left of the first tee uh, with the 18th green to my left. And uh, yeah, I just, I was tearing up. I couldn't believe I was standing there. You can see the video that I, that I shot there. It's extraordinary. I was telling Matt that um, the town, it allows you to sort of, hang out on the property like that. I mean, it's like Matt, like you said, Matt, it's basically public property, but it's just amazing. You get to walk out there uh, hugging that 18th green and stand on the first tee box. I mean, the open is teeing off in a number of days. It's, it's just an unforgettable experience to the nth degree. Yeah. You can see all the different videos that we shot when we were out there. It was it was something, and then and then Andrew, if yeah, you the wouldn't grandstands mind. are up. I mean, look at that shot. That's yeah. like, yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> the clouds were perfect. It was it was it was windy, but it wasn't too windy. 
No, it was fine. And and Andrew, you can go back to the shot from the Swilkin Bridge too. We took a couple of photos on the Swilkin Bridge. Uh, we did the traditional one where obviously we're standing on the on the Swilkin Bridge, but there's also the one that seemingly the champions do when when they go over. I, I think it was a shot of Nicholas and Palmer, and I believe it was Trevino and Ray Floyd, if I remember correctly. They were sitting just like this. So that's us sitting in the same positions on the Swilkin Bridge. That's actually looking back towards the 18th tee and the 17th green. Uh, but it is very cool and very unique, and there is no other place quite like it anywhere in the world. Uh, where we are is incredibly unique as well here at the, the Fairmont at St. Andrews. And a little bit later on in the program, we're going to show you even more of the splendors. You can see some of it there in the video that Andrew's showing you now. But we're going to get into it in some detail so you get to know this very, very special place with some guests that are as unique as any as we've ever had on this show. I can assure you of that. Uh, but to start out, the storylines over the course of the last week were in and of themselves unique, if only because Tiger Woods was back in action again. Yes, he did finish a full 17 shots behind Xander Shoffley at the J.P. McManus Pro-Am at Adair Manor in Ireland. Uh, but it really, it was a Pro-Am. It was really about people having a good time and raising massive amounts of money for charity. But with Tiger Woods, at some extent, it's always a little bit like reading the clouds. Everyone's trying to ascertain how he's feeling what the potential is. And the other night I was on uh, Craig Can's show on Sirius XM and, and he asked me about Tiger to which my response was and is that Tiger is a player that has this ability that I believe instills more hope than anyone else. And I think it's hope because it comes from within all of us. We want to see this great champion have one more run uh, at a major championship, perhaps one more run here at St. Andrews, where he's already won a couple of times. The prospects of it, based upon what I saw, didn't seem extremely high, although I do know that he is practicing this week. He told the press that he wasn't going to tell them where he was getting ready for the Open, though I have it on pretty good authority that Tiger actually stayed in Ireland, which isn't that unusual, to be fair, because uh, Tiger back in the day with Payne Stewart and Mark O'Meara and David Duval and the rest – they used to come over and practice in Ireland before they went on to the Open. Uh, and all of those, except for their host, Payne, uh, ended up winning an Open as well. So uh, I'm not shocked that Tiger is trying his wedge shots and his little flighted shots and his little bump and runs back in the Emerald Isle. Uh, however, after Tiger finished up the other day, he did address the media as to how he's feeling and his thoughts moving forward. Well, I've gotten a lot stronger since, uh, since PGA, that's for sure. Um... I've been able to put in a lot more reps, which has been great. Um, I still prefer riding in a cart. <laughs> uh, I'm doing that here only just because I just don't need to push it right now. I'm, I've got a long week ahead of me and all of next week um, to do that. So save the legs. We can still train as hard as we do and every each and every day. But as far as just, just the duration on my feet, let's just try and keep that to a minimum until we have to. And then when we have to, let's go. Uh, no, the plan was play the U.S. U.S. Open, um, but physically I was not able to do that. Uh, there's no way physically I could, I could have done that. I had some issues with my leg, and um, it would have put this tournament in jeopardy. And so there's no reason to do that. Um, this is a pretty historic Open that we're, we're going to be playing. I'm lucky enough to be um, part of the past champions that have have won there, and want to play there again and 
I don't know when they're ever going to go back. While I'm still able to play at a high level, and I want to be able to give it, you know, at least one more run at a high level. Well, I think it goes back to, um, for me, it's, it's it's more about history. I think than anything else, you know, going back in, into the 1800s, but also for me personally, knowing Arnold, when um, Arnold's the one who made the British Open what it is, made it the Open Championship, he came over, qualified, finished second, qualified, finished first, qualified, finished first. If you ever make me qualify, I'm not coming back. <laughs> so um, here we are. But uh, just to just a name, look at the names on that on that that claret jug, and you see that you just go right through the you go through time. It's like a time warp, you know, and um, you know just how they put the names on, and they start at the bottom, they went they went under the lip, and then they added the bases, and, and just the, the little things. And everyone who's won that championship, they they know how hard it was, and you look at some of the scores, and even some of the scores, I figured, you know. Even with a gutter percher ball, how in the hell do they shoot those scores? You know, it's uh, it's awfully impressive, and and to have won the Open Championship, and then for me specifically to have won it at uh, the Homo Golf is even more special. Um, as Jack says, your your career is not complete unless you won an Open Championship at the Homo Golf, and I feel like he's correct in that regard. Well, I have uh, I have four shelves. And so I've been lucky enough to, because I have four shelves, each one has their own sections. So um, they, they have their own row. Yes, it's been worth it. It's been hard. I mean, I've I've had some very difficult days, and um, some days in which I just just moving off the couch is a hell of a task, and that's just the way it is. Um, as I said, I'm very thankful for. All the support I've gotten, my, my treatment staff, um, all of my surgeons for repairing this leg and and keeping it. And so um, I have my own, my own two legs, which uh, I think it's it's not only it's it's I take I'm not going to take it for granted anymore. I know some people do, but people who have come close or who have lost a limb um, understand what I'm saying, and it's. You have difficult days, but also you have great days. And my, my great days are not what they used to be, that's for sure. But um, they're great days in which I can spend with my, with my kids and do things that um, uh, that they can do, maybe at a slightly, slightly slower pace, but I can still do it with them. I mean, no, I don't know. I really don't. Um, you would ask me last year whether I'd play golf again. I would, all my surgeons would have said no. Um, but here I am playing, and I've played two major championships this year. So um, whether whether I will always be able to play golf, and whether it's this leg or some someone else's leg or you know um, a false leg or it's different body pieces that have been replaced or fused, I will always be able to play. Now, if you say play at a championship level, that's just a totally different story, and that window is definitely not as long as it is. I would like it to be. Uh, there's there's some good holes out there uh, that we do get a chance to play as part of the Rota, but um, nothing as iconic as as the the first and 18th at, at St Andrews. And being able to have um, for me as a as a youngster, knowing the history of the short history of the Open Championship, and to watch Arnold play his tee off in his last Open Championship, um, that was that was awesome. 
And I, got, I was on my way to the range to warm up, and he was playing that afternoon. Uh, he was playing before me probably about like an hour, hour and a half. And I got a chance to see him and Ian Baker Finch you know, tee off, and I forgot the third, but I had to see Arnold just tee off, and that follow-through of his is one of a kind. And um, People were so thankful. I mean, we could hear it. I'm probably at least seven holes, you know, behind him. And as he's making the turn on way home after the loop, uh, just to hear the appreciation and the crescendo growing, it was getting louder and louder. Even though we're further away, it was getting louder. And uh, that, that's, that's what makes it so special. And then Jack retiring as well. Um, I got a chance to win, you know, the Opens when, when Jack retired as well. You know, believe it or not, the sun has become so intense here. I actually had to put my hat on because of because we're talking about the sun being intense in Scotland. That's the kind of day that we have right here at the Fairmont in St. Andrews. We're looking over the old gray town. It's just behind us right there. The old gray tune, as they say, just over here behind us. And as you saw earlier in this segment, we had a chance to check it out yesterday. We're going to go back down there today. We've got a bunch of features we're going to be putting together. Now, when it comes to Tiger, I think it should be mentioned that there's every possibility that will Tiger make the cut? Hope so. There it is, that hope again with Tiger. But there's the, every possibility that when he crosses the Swilkin Bridge on Friday, and I'm sure the RNA is going to put him out early on Thursday, late on Friday, right? How could they not, given the prospect of what he was just talking about with Arnold Palmer? It could be for him this year. Think about that for a second. It could be Tiger Woods crossing the Swilkin Bridge on Friday afternoon, and it may very well be the last time that he crosses the Swilkin Bridge as his competitor in the Open, because we don't know when the Open's coming back here again. It's going to be at least five years, and we don't know what kind of condition Tiger's going to be in at that time to be able to play, as he put it, at championship level. So I think there could be something very special that's going to take place here on Friday. More of the Fairways of Life show is going to be coming up live from Scotland. It is presented by the PGA Tour Superstore. They are the number one golf retailer anywhere in America. If there's something that you need for your game, you can find it inside of their big, beautiful stores. They are staffed by professionals, which is the reason why they're number one. Get fit for your game unlike you ever have been before. More of the Fairways of Life show after this. At Ben Hogan Golf, we do things differently. We handcraft our clubs to your specifications, and we only sell online so you don't pay retail markup. We make exceptional golf clubs and deliver them directly to your door. Now that's different. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses all set alongside world-famous scenery and visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Press the green button and start your journey at ireland.com slash golf. Hey, Bryson. What up? I was just going through Bridgestone's new online ball fitting. Pretty sweet, huh? Yeah, very cool. I just got fit to the new Tour BXS I've been playing. Nice, I got fit to the Tour BX, it's a little faster. Hold on, here's Fred. Hey guys, am I doing this right? You've never looked better, Freddy. <laughs> Find your fit at bristonegolf.com. Are you ready for golf's biggest season ever? 
because we are. Our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Cobra, Titleist, and more. Plus, shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands. Experience golf's biggest selection under one roof. Don't just shop this season. Shop with the pros at the PGA Tour Superstore. The Fairways of Life show is live weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern time and 24-7 on demand as a digital radio and streaming television show. Download the Fairways of Life app and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Log in to fairwaysoflife.com for more information. Are you an E or a C? Both have Ridgeback. These are loaded with tech. Which one are you gaming? Definitely E for me. It's just so forgiving. I'm definitely an E. C is for Cheka. What else? C is for kill it. C is me. Low spinning bombs. So, are you an E or a C? Hmm. I don't know. Hey, wait a minute. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one. Gives you feedback in real time so you feel where you are in your golf swing. Transition plus 4.2 inches. Length of back swing 50.3 inches. The Wiz have really helped me to keep that consistent swing. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. Transition on plane. That's the mic drop. Never usually this hot in Scotland. You've picked the right time to come here. I bet we did pick the right time to come here. We are right there. Look at that. Wow. That is the Fairmont in St. Andrews. Sitting next to me is Neil Dobson, a marine archaeologist. And, I mean, it's just it's stunning. It's, it's, it's one of the best views in the world. Well, Fahrenheit, it says that it's 66 degrees, but it's, the sun is intense enough that I just had to put on the, the sun cream sunscreen and put the hat on because it is really dumb you might come over here and get some of this you're gonna need some for, for your dome but anyway neil good to see you my friend how are you doing great thanks for inviting me along to chat to you today it's a pleasure and i i was just telling the audience in the last segment that our guests today are as unique as we've ever had before and well it should be because here at the fairmont it is so unique you want to tell the world who you are and what you do well my name's neil cunningham dobson I'm a deep water marine archaeologist and I'm also local of the most wonderful town in Scotland, St Andrews, and the home of golf. You all that. He got it all in in one sentence. <laughs> now, you, you casually throw it out there. Can you imagine having a, a, a wee dram or a pint downtown and you, and you bump into someone who says, I am a marine archaeologist. What is that? What do you do? How'd you get into well, this? Well, anyway. I'll do a quick brief one. All right. Ran away at sea at 17, joined the Merchant Navy, left there, went to the oil rigs, left the oil rigs, became a survival instructor, got a bump on the head, decided to do a master's degree in marine archaeology. After that, I got picked up by an American uh, exploration company based in Tampa, Florida, mm -hmm. Odyssey Marine Exploration. 20 years, and I've spent that time going around the oceans of the world, investigating and recovering some of the amazing treasures on shipwrecks in deep water right. using robotics. And, and you could see the robotics on the television screen. That was from his website. That And what, what's the website again? It's rovarch.com. And that's R-O-V-A-R-C-H, rovarch.com. Yeah. It stands for ROV archaeologist because I use oh. ROV robots to do the job, or it stands for 
roving archaeologist because I just go everywhere. Oh, okay. So ROV Archaeology, R-O-V-A-R-C-H.com, if you want to check out Neil's site. So what we just saw, they, first of all, they look like pretty formidable ships. They look like they could they could load freights, freighters on, on to the, with that thing. And that robot arm is the one that's launching the ROV? Yeah, um, and not not the big crane on the on there, but we the, the the ROV comes out the side of the ship and goes down. So we're in normally operating deep water where you wouldn't get a diver down. Yeah. So uh, once we find the shipwreck and we know that there's uh, interest and cargoes on the shipwreck, it's my job to to sit and guide the ROV pilots to investigate the shipwreck, um, and then hopefully do some recoveries, or if we do full archaeology, we'll do a site. And I've worked on some amazing shipwrecks. My first one was the SS Republic, post-American Civil War, side fuel paddle steamer, going from New York to New Orleans to regenerate after the war. Mm -hmm. It had hundreds of thousands of gold coins, double eagles, everything. And then later on, I was fortunate enough to get on the best shipwreck in America, which is the SS Central America, known as the Ship of Gold. It was a gold rush ship. In those days, you couldn't. there was no Panama Canal. So you got a ship down to Panama, you got in the train, you got onto the eastern side and you got a ship. And this Central America was going back to New York, all the gold rush people, all the wealth. And it was hit and lost in a, in a storm. Oh my. It was found and worked on. And then later on, myself and the company were asked to go out and finish to recover all the rest. The gold, the silver, the, nugget, the nuggets, the gold dust. It was like going back in time. It was one of the best shipwrecks I've ever been on. That's and it was a window into the gold rush. Now you said you worked for a company that did this. Yeah. So they had to, they basically financed all the equipment you needed. Yeah, to yeah. They, they they hired me to go out and do their archaeology and, and my knowledge of shipwrecks and and using robotics and subsea technology to get to that depth. I mean, I, I've gone deeper four times deeper than the Titanic working on a shipwreck. Seriously? On a ship called four the S. Four times yeah, deeper? The SS Gear Sopa. It was the world's second deepest silver recovery. And was that, how, how old was that ship? That was, that was wartime, World War II. How did you find it down that far? We use research and we go out and use technology. It's all there. But you know what the best thing is of all is? Once I get to do that cool kind of thing, I get to come home to my hometown, St. Andrews, the old grey tune, and I get to go down to the golf club and I walk out there and I... Wow, I've got the best of all worlds. I know. You were trying to tell me that I had the best job in the world, but now I'm meeting a guy that literally is finding shipwrecks. He's, he's like a modern-day pirate of some kind. Let me ask you this question. Don't lie to me. No. How many shipwrecks do you know about? You know exactly where they are, and you just haven't told anybody yet. Oh, there's a few. I knew it. I mean, you there's, know, there's a few. There's more than there's 18 holes around the old coast. Do you pay the old coast? Uh, I'm not that good, but my, my, my late father was a great golfer, and he had a lot of friends in town that were great golfers. I was more a better caddy. But there's nothing better than walking out that old course. It's another way of finding some gold, a few trinkets. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'd love to go out there with a metal detector. I'm sure I'll find a coin or a ring or two. Oh, yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. Now, when you guys salvage these ships, I, I, I get what the investment company does. Do you get to keep a little a few little pieces that are on a shelf someplace where you remember? Um, I mean, depending on what type of salvage recovery it is, um, if it's cargo and you find the owner and all the insurances are paid off, everybody comes up, everybody gets their share, the investors get the share, the government get the share, obviously the lawyers get their share, and then there's a salvage award that goes to everybody else, and you get a little bit of that. 
but it's like a drug. I just can't leave shipwrecks alone. No. If I, there's well, gold out in that ocean, I'm going to find it. Yeah, that, not only that, but it's the gold that is the history itself. As yes, an archaeologist, it is. Yeah. your job is also to mark this as something that's distinctive in its recovery. I would think that if you imagine that on land archaeology, if you dig and you're finding rubbish that's been discarded, you know, a burial site, a rubbish site, whereas a shipwreck is an event that's not meant to happen. So it's a capture, a time capsule. So a shipwreck on the bottom of the seabed is really a slice of life, a slice of technology. Everything out there represents um, life at that day, yeah, as opposed to a rubbish tip where it's just discarded. So you don't get broken stuff, you get really interesting stuff. And to work on these uh, two uh, side wheel paddle steamers, pre-Civil War and after Civil War, was just amazing things that artifacts that I found about the life. And of course, when you see the Westerns in the movies, I go, that's not right. He would be having a badge like this. Or you know, <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. And I'm very fortunate that I get to do this and I get to share it with the public because I do do TV shows and documentaries. What was the one you said, Drain the Ocean? You were in a new one? Oh, if you want a really good laugh, go and watch um, Drain the Ocean's Battle for the Black Swan. Drain the Ocean's Battle for the Black Swan. And you're one featured in that. Yeah, yeah. Or if you have got a lot of time to kill in between golf, watch Treasure Quest. That's another show I did for Discovery Channel. Oh. And it follows uh, 12 um, episodes of myself and the rest of the team in the English Channel looking at all sorts of cool shipwrecks from HMS Victory to uh, modern, modern ships to pirate ships to the Lusitania and everything else and a few U-boats thrown in. Is it, is it just a, a few U-boats Is it just a tip of the iceberg? Or are there so much more out there to discover? Yeah, I mean, we don't really know. An estimate, the academics estimate that there's probably three million shipwrecks not found around the oceans of the world. You got a lot to do. Well, I'm ticking them off. But <laughs> <laughs> I know of 700 alone <laughs> that have gold on them. <laughs> now, what is your connection to here, to, uh, the Fairmont St. Andrews? How, how, did, how right. did we get fortunate to have your company today? Fairmont's an amazing hotel. I mean, look at the view you, you're looking here. And if you imagine before the hotel was here and the golf course is here, this was all farmland. And I remember as a kid coming out this coastal path and the farmer chasing you off because you thought you were stealing these crops. And then they thought, right, let's put more golf courses in. And it's amazing because the hotel and the golf courses have protected this. You imagine if this wasn't here and this was real estate, this would be like Miami. Yeah, you can see right on your television screen, yeah. we're sitting it, it, just behind yeah. that building. Imagine if you would want to have a view here overlooking the West Sands and the old course. But luckily, no, we've got golf courses, we've got natural environment here, all the earth is the earth that's from here, nothing else was brought in. This is all, all natural. Of course, it's not as natural as it was 5,000 years ago when this was a huge, dense forest full of wild boar. The hunting here would have been better than a lot of hunting that you get in, the, in wow. America just now. Wow, so the archaeologists would know what it was like 5,000 yeah. years ago. And before we let you go, I want to ask you about one more thing. Benjamin Franklin, Bobby Jones both received the freedom of St. Andrews. Well, at the Open, Jack Nicholas will be honored with the same thing. And I understand that you have the honor of being one of yeah. the presenters. Yeah, um, I'm very fortunate that um, when I'm home on leave, I like to get back to the town because the town's given me so much. And I'm a community councillor. And the community council have bestowed uh, the freedom of the citizenship of the town to Dr. Jack Nicholas. And I'll be very privileged that I'll be on stage 
uh, to watch that and meet him and his wife later at a private function. Now, Jack Nicholas was my late father's golfer of all times. The number of times I've gone as a caddy carrying a big bag for the Jack Nicholas clubs and then seeing Jack Nicholas myself, a few opens here, yes. he's golf royalty. So he for is. me and my late father, my late father will be there with me today because he would just so love this. That's absolutely awesome. You know, thank you. Thank you for giving me a chance to chat about my, my life in oh, it's fascinating. St. Andrews. It is truly fascinating. These are the type of people that you meet when you're moving around these beautiful cobblestone streets of St. Andrews. It is that special, and so too is it that special right here at the Fairmont of St. Andrews. If you get a chance to come to St. Andrews, don't walk, run, There's and no you'll enjoy it. There's no doubt about that. We're going to be back with more of the Fairways of Life show live from the Fairmont right after this. Don't forget, we are presented in part by DeWiz Golf. Just log on to DeWizGolf.com to see the new wearable technology. There it is on your television screen. It is based on neuroscience, and it measures your golf swing in real time and space. Not kidding. That's why major tra champions like Annika Sorensen right there have adopted this technology so that they know, and there's VJ, exactly where their golf swing is versus where it needs to be. You get immediate feedback when you are off. Both There's Yuka both on the app or on the device itself. It is training your golf swing unlike it's ever been done before. It is truly that special. More of the Fairways of Life show from a very special place after this. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern lower peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. I guess, hello world, huh? <laughs> and with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career. I've done it for 20 years now with, with Bridgestone. It allows me to play an aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments. Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your journey. The Fairways of Life show is live weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern Time and 24-7 on demand as a digital radio and streaming television show. Download the Fairways of Life app and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Log in to fairwaysoflife.com for more information. Premium golf equipment doesn't have to be expensive. At Ben Hogan Golf, we design and custom build our clubs and sell them directly to you. And you can try any club for just 25 bucks at benhogangolf.com. Are you ready for golf's biggest season ever? Because we are. Our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Cobra, Titleist, and more. Plus, shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands. Experience golf's biggest selection under one roof. Don't just shop this season. Shop with the pros at the PGA Tour Superstore. Created without the constraints of time or money, PXG Golf Clubs are the most technologically advanced available today. And they are a perfect union of art, science, and engineering. And the PXG experience is unlike any you've had before. After you've been custom fit, your clubs will be built to exacting standards and your exact specs. 
in the USA. So when you hear it, you know. PXG, nobody builds golf clubs the way we do, period. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. Welcome back to Paradise. We're here at the Fairmont St. Andrews. Two golf courses here on the property. You can see them in all their glory in some of this video that Andrew is running for us. It is absolutely spectacular. And, and that's the building that we're behind, sitting hard in the sea. Let's walk in the front door and just show you a little bit of what it looks like here. Yes, fully stocked, as you would imagine bustling with activity. And that door you just walked out, you can see our table. We're sitting right there. And that's our view. And behind us is the old gray tune, St. Andrews, host of the 150th Open. Hey, this weekend, folks, Billy Casper will be featured on our national show. I'm not sure if you get a chance to watch the national show uh, where you live, but we have affiliates around the country. And those, I'm happy to tell you, our largest distributor just re-upped with us saying they're extremely happy with the partnership with the Fairways of Life show. We, we started doing the TV side again uh, in, in a different forum. There, there you can see some of some of the affiliates from around the country, DirecTV, Bally Sports, AT&T Sportsnet, NBC Sports, Root Sports, Nesson. Uh, but we started to do the, the TV in this forum because we wanted to add to what we do every day. Uh, which is the streaming television and, of course, the digital radio. But we wanted to do it in a way that would take us coast to coast in a broadcast television capacity as well, and it's gone over so well. So this weekend, we're featuring Billy Casper. Now, Billy Casper, uh, a legend, rest in peace. In 2013, I had a chance to interview him at the PGA Merchandise Show, and it was just he and I sitting on a stage together talking about his life, talking about his career, talking about the people that he knew and the legends that he played alongside of and met. It was so cool. As, you know, now what, almost a decade on, uh, and a chance to hear from a legend of the stature of Billy Casper, a three-time uh, major champion there. You can see it there. And it was really cool. He, he wrote a book that he had just before we did this interview that he introduced at that PGA show called The Big Three and Me. Uh, and we talked about that as well. The Big Three at that time, of course, were Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas. Gary Player. But to be fair and to be honest, in the 1960s, it should have been called the Big Four. Uh, Billy Casper won 51 times on tour. Think about that for a second. And forever was the, the most points getter for the United States Ryder Cup team. Uh, so there is a lot of talk around the world of golf, as you know, about the impact of live golf and the fracturing of tours, et cetera, et cetera. What does it all mean? What its long-term impact will be? Well, one of those that spoke of it recently was Billy Horschel. Now, if you guys remember when Billy was on with us a couple of months ago, he had some pretty harsh words to say for Phil Mickelson at that time, and it made big news. It was featured on Golf Channel and more. Well, he spoke out again, and it is the Genesis Scottish Open this week. But here is Billy Horschel talking about players that have decided to go to live and where and how he feels about that, where in terms of where he thinks they should play or stay, and how he feels about uh, all of it at this point. 
I believe they made their bed. They decided to go play a tour, and they should go play that tour. They shouldn't be coming back over here to play a DP World Tour or the PGA Tour. To say that they wanted to also support this tour, whether DP or PGA Tour going forward, with while playing Live Tour is complete asinine, in my opinion. Um, to play the PGA Tour, you got to play 15 events. And they're gonna, their schedule's eight now and going to be 14. So to say they're going to play 29 events a year and still hold their membership on the PGA Tour is ridiculous. And I know it's easier over here on the DP World Tour where you only have to play four events outside the majors and WC events. It's unfortunate because those guys made their bed. They, that's what they want to do and just go leave us alone, honestly. They keep talking about PJ Tour doesn't listen to him, and obviously I'm carrying on to your question because this is something. <laughs> the last week has been, I've been really frustrated by it because there's a lot of guys that are, that are, are hypocrites, that aren't telling the truth, that are lying about some things, that I just, I can't stand to, to sit here anymore and, and be diplomatic about it, as I have been in the past. I don't fault anyone for going to play the live tour. I don't have any ill will for anyone going to play the Live Tour. I have ill will towards the comments that they've made. Comments saying that Jay Monahan doesn't listen to the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour doesn't listen to us. Jay Monahan and everyone at headquarters is the PGA Tour. They work tirelessly for us to, to, for us to reap the financial rewards and have all the opportunities we have. At the same time, I am one of 200-plus members of the PGA Tour. I am the PGA Tour, just as two other 100 members of PGA Tour. So when you're taking shots at the PGA Tour, you're taking, and Jay Monahan, you're just not taking shots at them, you're taking shots at us. And to say that they don't listen is a complete farce. It really is. They can't listen. If they listen to everything every 200-plus players on the PGA Tour said, our tour would be a complete mess. We wouldn't even have a tour. And so it's ridiculous to hear some of these comments some of these guys made saying, well, you know, you know, this allows me to play less tournaments. I've played 30, 35 weeks a year. No one's forced you to play that many events. The PJ Tour says 15 events minimum. You, if you, all you have to do is play 15 events. If you keep your card in those 15 events, then that's fine. You don't have to play. If you want to play it better or you want to play more so you get a chance to win the FedEx Cup, so be it. So be it. No one's made you play that first playoff event to go to miss family obligations. No one has. We are, yes, we're independent contracts. We do sign a contract with the PGA Tour that requires us to meet certain requirements of the PGA Tour. But we, we have the opportunity to make our schedule. So to say that we have to play X amount of events and they don't have time off, no one makes you. I'm on the road for five weeks. I've not seen my family for three weeks. I'm not, you know, I haven't seen them for... Three week, the last three weeks, wasn't at the U.S. Open, didn't see him in Germany. I stayed over here for London for a week. I'm not seeing him this week. I'm not seeing him that week for next week. So five weeks. But that is my, that's what my wife and I decided. That's what, when we laid our schedule out, it just worked that way. I made that decision to not see my wife and kids for five weeks. Am I crying about it? No. I understand. I'm living my dream, trying to play golf professionally and support my, my family financially. And so I'm just tired of this, these comments. Like, go play your Live Tour and forget about the PJ Tour. You didn't want to support the PJ Tour going forward. Don't tell me you're going to play Live when they go to 14 events and then go play 15 events on a PJ Tour and play 29. That's not a smaller schedule. You're not playing less. Sorry, carrying on. <laughs> <laughs>
Billy was definitely fired up about it. And as you can imagine, on this side of the pond, there is a lot of discussion about these players and they took court action. They, they were granted a stay so that four of them are playing in the Genesis Scottish Open right now as we speak. So amongst those players that spoke to their reaction to these players being allowed to get back in the field was Justin Thomas. And he starts his comments talking about the same. I mean, I guess I was I was surprised, but I also I uh, I'm not near smart enough to know legally what that means. And to be perfectly honest, I don't I, I probably don't care enough to like go into it to, to say I have I'm I'm super one side or the other. And, and I again, because I don't know enough, I can't honestly give an opinion because I just legally I don't know what's happening kind of thing. Um but yeah, it's 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 one of those things. It is what it is, and and I don't know if it makes a difference because the tournament's here versus the states or whatnot. But um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm just trying to go win a golf tournament, and uh, and the fact that they're playing, so be it. Yeah. I think yeah, I think it's more stay loyal to the to the tradition that we're doing as opposed to against what they're doing. Uh, not that we don't disagree, but I just think it's. And, and I, I'll be the first to say I've gotten wrapped up emotionally from time to time. And, it, I mean, I'm allowed to do that. I'm passionate about it, and I feel a certain way. But at the end of the day, I need to, myself and others, first and foremost, need to focus on playing good golf because that's the number one priority. But if we can just continue to focus on improving our product and getting our product as good as possible, not only for now, the rest of my career, but future superstars that are going to be coming out because if we can make this – continue to make this the best place to play bar none just as it is right now then at the end of the day we have nothing to worry about um you never know what's going to happen in terms of 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 other entities or other things being thrown out there but um i think we're all very obviously pleased with where we're at and and we're just continuing to make strides and progress and changes that are going to benefit everybody um he's definitely incorrect saying that and I mean, I some people said things like I did an interview yesterday at the or two days ago at JP's, and I compared this crowd's Ryder Cup. It was in no way, shape, or form a shot at him. It, um, I think he he gave himself a shot enough, even just speaking a quote like that. Um, but it, it just, yeah, you can't you can't compare those. I mean, there's there's no event on tour that's like the Ryder Cup or the Presidents Cup um, until you stand on a tee you know, in France and there's what, 10,000 people there. And, and I feel like I wouldn't even be able to get a golf ball on a tee. I'm so nervous and my hands are shaking so bad. Um, then yeah, I probably wouldn't comment on saying that one is like the other because, uh, it's not. Back in the sunshine here at the Fairmont St. Andrews, I can't tell you at the Genesis Scottish Open, which is underway right now, Cameron Tringali is leading the way at nine under par, 16 holes into his round. Amongst those tied for second, Justin Harding. Yeah, one of those players at five under par. He shares second place alongside of Gary Woodland and Mito Pereira. Uh, all on the mark at five under par. As you can hear, it, we're sitting just outside of the restaurant. People are enjoying their lunch on this day, it is a beautiful day, too, and many people sitting in the sunshine, too, just like we are, and the sunshine is mighty. The temperature isn't particularly hot or cold. It's about 66 degrees, but the sun is definitely intense. Now, to the Genesis Scottish Open, he is on the golf course as well. John Rahm spoke about how important this week is to get ready for the 150th Open right over there. 
it's I, I I think it's very important to to play an event when you're trying to get ready for a major like it is the Open Championship, right? We don't play when you live in the U.S. You don't see anything like it all year round, and uh, it takes a bit of adjusting to to get your golf game more fitted for links golf, right? You have to be able to control your your spin, your trajectory, your ball flight, and uh, and try to use the ground a lot more than we're used to in the U.S. So being able to come a week before and have such a strong field competing, um, you know, it's it's an added bonus. Now with, with St. Andrews, yeah, I've dreamed of play, playing an Open at the old course. It's a, it's a dream, I believe, of every golfer, especially for a European golfer. And to be the 150th edition, it's, you know, it's, it's something that's very, very significant. And... Uh, I can't imagine, I can't really tell you how many times I've been shown and I've been told and I've seen the images of Seve celebrating his winning putt. Uh, and it would be absolutely amazing if hopefully be able to, to join my lane to that list. And to be honest, I don't think there's a bigger achievement in golf than winning an Open Championship in St. Andrews. Uh, I think it's as big as it gets. I mean, again, it's not my decision. Um, there's a lot of players that have been both members of European Tour and PGA Tour, so uh, I think it's a bit... It wouldn't be too logical to expect to be able to play all three tours. Uh, I don't think that's just really going to happen. So, yeah, I understand where they're coming from. Um, you know, European Tour and PGA Tour have been have done a wonderful job for so many years and have given those players a great platform to to make a living and play golf against the best fields in the world. So if they choose to leave to play a different tour, I wouldn't necessarily think they should be expecting to be welcomed back. Yeah, I mean, it is it is still very much a part of the conversation here in terms of where their players are playing. And, and you're going to hear, I believe, in the days that lie ahead, because obviously there's going to be massive amounts of press conferences before the Open, you're going to hear varying opinions on this. I do believe that you're going to hear people kind of dig a little deeper in terms of what they're doing and why. But I do think it's interesting that some of the comments from players, even those that are, that are against the Live Tour, have started to soften just a bit. My interpretation have just started to soften a little bit. Some of Rory's comments that, that seem so hard and in place uh, don't seem quite as hard and in place as they were uh, which is something to keep an eye on as we go forward. However, I do want you to hear from the the next player that spoke so far this week. He's the defending champion of the Open in Colin Morikawa. And so uh, Colin Morikawa spoke, if you remember, at Brookline about how he had this, this trusty little draw that turned into this trusty little fade and worked pretty well for him. How well does he think it will work for him coming up in these next two weeks? Fade or- oh, the fades are back. Um, no, you know, I, I think... Uh, I like to say the fades are back because I, I am able to hit the cut shot again. Um, but over the past couple of days, you know, playing in Ireland, playing at Adair Manor, um, I actually worked the ball a lot more than I have probably ever. And, and I'm not saying I'm hooking the ball and slicing the ball, but I'm just playing the right shots. And the only time I've, I've really watched a couple of guys do that is, is JT and Tiger. You know, the few times I've played with him, I played at JT this year at the Players when it was super windy, right? And to watch him play that, I think he was bogey-free. He had full control of his golf ball. He worked it both ways. And then the few times I've played with Tiger, even though, you know, this is kind of the older side and the the end side of of Tiger's career, 
he worked the ball when he needed to, right? He played the right shots. And I think the past two days, like, I kind of got in that mindset of, like, I'm just going to play the right shot and, and play the percentage shot. Um, so it's been cool to be able to have control of that ball, kind of work both ways, because out here, uh, I think you're going to need it. So the bottom line from Colin Morikawa then is that he's working the ball whatever direction he wants to work the ball now versus, you know, Walter Hagen used to, used to have a, a saying, I'm paraphrasing it, where he basically said, you know, play the shot that you have that day. And that's very much what Colin Morikawa did at the U.S. Open. And now he's reporting to us that he has the ability, once again, to play the shot that he wants, that the circumstance calls for, whether he's chasing a pin that's tucked in the left side of the green or perhaps on the right side of the green. Fascinating. And I'm sure we'll hear more about that in the days and the next couple of weeks that lie in store. We are just outside. It's just over my right shoulder of St. Andrews here at the Fairmont of St. Andrews. And when we come back, we're going to get into some detail about where we are and just how special this place is. Stay with us. At Ben Hogan Golf, we do things differently. We handcraft our clubs to your specifications, and we only sell online so you don't pay retail markup. We make exceptional golf clubs and deliver them directly to your door. Now that's different. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Press the green button and start your journey at ireland.com slash golf. Hey, Bryson. What up? I was just going through Bridgestone's new online ball fitting. Pretty sweet, huh? Yeah, very cool. I just got fit to that new Tour BXS I've been playing. Nice. I got fit to the Tour BX. It's a little faster. Hold on. Here's Fred. Hey, guys. Am I doing this right? You've never looked better, Freddy. <laughs> Find your fit at BristoneGolf.com. Are you ready for golf's biggest season ever? Because we are. Our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Cobra, Titleist, and more. Plus, shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands. Experience golf's biggest selection under one roof. Don't just shop this season. Shop with the pros at the PGA Tour Superstore. The Fairways of Life show is live weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern Time and 24-7 on demand as a digital radio and streaming television show. Download the Fairways of Life app and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Log in to fairwaysoflife.com for more information. Are you an E or a C? Both have Ridgeback. These are loaded with tech. Which one are you gaming? Definitely E for me. It's just so forgiving. I'm definitely an E. C is for Cheka. What else? C is for kill it. C is me. Low spinning bombs. So, are you an E or a C? Hmm. I don't know. Hey, wait a minute. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One, zero, one. Gives you feedback in real time so you feel where you are in your golf swing. Transition, plus 4.2 inches. Length of backswing, 50.3 inches. The Wiz really helped me to keep that consistent swing 
Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. Transition on plane. That's the mic drop. Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world. The Fairways of Life show. On air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews. Unforgettable stories. Taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. And it is a delight to welcome you to the show. We are still continuing our tour through Scotland. How beautiful is all of this? This is such a special place to be able to spend this much time in and around St. Andrews, the home of golf. And we certainly have very much felt at home this week. I'm sitting alongside of Dom Scarano and uh, Dominic, we have been so fortunate. Welcome, one and all, by the way, wherever you're joining us uh, from coast to coast. We have been so fortunate to have called home uh, through this stretch, the Fairmont here at St. Andrews. What an incredible place. This property is exquisite. I mean, you can see we're on the property right now. I mean, look behind us. It's unbelievable. You see, uh, Andrews St. Got, Andrews yeah. is right there over my right shoulder. There's all kinds of, of wonderful uh, video we have yeah, here. Yeah, this is the, the front entrance. This is when you drive yeah. in. And when you came in here the first time, you were like, no, this can't be where we are. I told the, the uh, do they call them cab drivers here? What yes. do they call yeah, them? Yeah, well, taxi. Yeah. So I was, I was the, the cab driver was taking a left into what you saw, the entranceway. And I said, whoa, 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 I think you went the wrong way. There's no way this is where I'm going. And you can see the interior. Oh, the luxury of the, the, of lo- the lobby. We just had breakfast This right is there. the atrium, right? Yeah, Absolutely. you can see where, where we were eating there. And, and this is just an area where you can sit and have a cup of coffee or whatever you want to. Uh, the, the spa, the gymnasium area are underneath that grand staircase. Really special place. And, and what you can see here is that if your spouse, for example, doesn't play golf, there's plenty of things to do, including going to the spa or the gym. Uh, well, maybe you go out and get a round of golf at any one of the golf courses surrounding the Lynx Trust. There's a bar area in that upstairs. And then it all leads, of course, to this. That's the cathedral and the cathedral ruins and graveyard. Old Tom is buried there. These are the golf courses right here on the property. There are two of them. And there's Stout, site of DP World Tour events. It's just incredible. This is actually where we are. That's the restaurant that's about 20 feet away from us. Check this out. Have you had lobster here yet? Do you eat lobster? I can't eat lobster. I'm allergic, remember? Oh, that'll be fun. And then <laughs> Let's give it a shot. See what happens. Afternoon tea. <laughs> that is always so proper. And, and if you, there's some scones on top, or scones, as they say, and some sweets if you're so inclined. Here's the rooms, and they are incredible. How's yours? Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, there isn't a bad view uh, from any of the rooms on the entire property. And to your point, talking about it's the Italian restaurant in the in the hotel. A destination, you know, oh, should I bring my wife if she doesn't play golf? We're a minute from downtown St. Andrews. Yeah. The but, history in St. Andrews is is unbelievable. And they have a shuttle. A little shuttle ride takes two minutes. You're in does. downtown. You, you can, can see just it right there on your screen. Somebody. That's the shuttle there on the left it's, of the front door. It doesn't get any better. It's been what an experience, Matt. I it mean, has truly been a, a fantastic experience for us. You can tell right now we're bathed in the sunshine here outside of the old gray tune. It literally is over my shoulder. We're going to head back in town uh, later on today, too, to grab a bite to eat and uh, maybe a wee dram or two or, or some pints. Uh, walk around the old course at St. Andrews. It is so cool. I, and I can't tell you now. I think, I think I'll share with you guys. What we do a lot of times with our trips. What are you looking at over there? Well, no, I was just saying when I... When we first got down here, we were setting up to, to shoot this, right? Yeah. I was talking to the, first of all, there's spiders everywhere. <laughs> there are no spiders. <laughs> Maybe it's He's just, just crazy. <laughs> it's on. Get it. Get it. 
<laughs> so uh, I was talking to the locals, right? And I asked them, is this the best day you've ever had? And they were like, there's a lot of days like this here. And if, if the weather is, I don't know how you, I don't know what would be the definition of flawless, but we're pretty close to it's it. It's pretty close to it. You do have a spider on your head. I told you. No, I I'm knew kidding. it. You don't. He didn't have a spider. There's no spider. I'm just, he's, he's nuts. So that's the way that goes. There's an iguana on your head. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> so we have had so much fun here in this tour of Scotland and being able to take all this in. When we first got here, it was really cool and really special because uh, I, I took Dom, first of all, by the, the graveyard so we could see the graves of old Tom Morris and young Tom Morris and Alan Robertson and all that that means to the game of golf. And then we walked down the hill. I, I show them where they, where they used to throw the witches off to find out if they were a witch. If they sank, they were innocent. And if they floated, they were a witch. Sounds like a pretty tough situation <laughs> to find yourself out of. I showed them the Archer's Hill where in, I think, believe it was 1457, when the king outlawed the playing of golf because the soldiers weren't working enough on their archery, uh, they were instead playing golf. But there's a hill that's kind of scalloped out like that. And you can see that's where they used to shoot their arrows. It's right behind the British Golf Museum. And then we walked by the RNA building. Now, I can tell you at the time, Don was doing what he always does. He was working and he had his, his phone out and he was answering emails. And I was like, Don, if you peek through this window, you can see the original claret jug and the original belt that young Tom Morris won that caused them to go to the claret jug in 1871. I mean, think about that for a second, how cool that was. The history is everywhere and every way you, everywhere you turn and look at that. Yeah, there you go. That's me in front of the RNA building. What was it like for you when you walked down those steps for the first time? Well, I was uh, face deep in my phone, as you mentioned, and not paying attention until you whacked me in the arm. And then the moment whacked me in the face. And yeah. I started to tear up and well up, literally, because I have never been to Scotland. This is my first time. I've never been on the grounds at St. Andrews. That was my first time. And to physically be standing on the first tee box with the 18th green just to your left and to have the bleachers up for the Open Championship. I mean, the weight of that. You can see uh, the, this is video that I shot as soon as I got on the property there. And, was, and you can see the bleachers, as I mentioned. That's the first tee box. And I'm going to pan over there and you'll see. Uh, the, the first fairway, the 18th fairway, the 18th green to the left there. The only word I can use is emotional. If you're a golf fan, it's, it's almost impossible to be standing right there, right there, and not become overcome with emotion. Yeah. And the history that's on the property and history that surrounds, as you mentioned, directly behind where that video is being taken is the RNA building with that Claire Jug, the original one that's got the dent in it, right? It does. When, yeah, it, the, when it got dropped. I'm sure. Probably more than once. <laughs> and the belt that who knows how old. And There's it, old Tom's shop right there. there I was just going to say, and there's shops, all the shops and the Dunvegan, the pub uh, is right behind there. I mean, the, Dunvegan, yeah. There, there's so much history. There, there's the, we, we went and stopped there. Why wouldn't we? Matt and I stopped there and had a... Had a had a drink, as they say. Um, we were watching Wimbledon at the time. <laughs> yeah, you actually had a, a local uh, Scottish beer while we were there. Caledonia, I did, yeah. It was called, the, the, so. Yeah, the local. Now, one of the things I forgot to mention, because I got thrown off by Dom's spider paranoia, was we're actually, as you guys know, if you've been following the Fairways of Life now with us for a while, we do trips all over the country. We do trips all over the world. And next year, we are doing a trip here. We're, we're coming to Scotland. And... Over the last week or so, the trip was introduced. Now, what we did with this one, because there's such high demand, was we offered it first to people who have gone with, on trips with us in the past, and it sold out in 30 minutes. 
It was full in 30 minutes. That's that's yeah, how much. Thanks people. for letting everybody know. I'm sure they're thrilled about that. Well, news. I mean, it, you know, we're honestly, what, next year you can't come. <laughs> but it is it is what happened. We got a lot of people that are going to be going though. But it is. You should get on the wait list though. They can get on the wait list. There is a wait list. Yeah, but it's the wait list is already longer than the number of people <laughs> that are going. It, it's it's just it's just uh, the reason I mention it is because it is such an incredible place to be. It's such a magical place to be, and it is so special. And so too. Is it that special that we're here at the Fairmont? So we want to say thank you to the Fairmont for being such incredible hosts for us and allowing us to use them as our base as we've been enjoying all things uh, that is in, uh, Scotland and the home of golf and St. Andrews. So whether you talk about the history or whether you talk about the golf, it is that special a place. Uh, the Fairways of Life show is presented by the PGA Tour Superstore. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com and you can see how and why it is a place unlike any other, not unlike where we are right now, because anything that you need for your game, surely you can find it within those walls. And it's staffed by the best, staffed by professionals. Check it out today at PGATourSuperstore.com and get started. Back with more from Scotland as we continue our tour through this magical place after this. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com. I guess, hello world, huh? <laughs> and with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career. I've done it for 20 years now with, with Bridgestone. It allows me to play an aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments. Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your journey. The Fairways of Life show is live weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern Time and 24-7 on demand as a digital radio and streaming television show. Download the Fairways of Life app and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Log in to fairwaysoflife.com for more information. Premium golf equipment doesn't have to be expensive. At Ben Hogan Golf, we design and custom build our clubs and sell them directly to you. And you can try any club for just 25 bucks at benhogangolf.com. Are you ready for golf's biggest season ever? Because we are. Our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Cobra, Titleist, and more. Plus, shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands. Experience golf's biggest selection under one roof. Don't just shop this season. Shop with the pros at the PGA Tour Superstore. Created without the constraints of time or money, PXG Golf Clubs are the most technologically advanced available today. And they are a perfect union of art, science, and engineering. And the PXG experience is unlike any you've had before. After you've been custom fit, your clubs will be built to exacting standards and your exact specs in the USA. So when you hear it, you know. PXG. Nobody builds golf clubs the way we do, period. 
Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. 